Here at Doxaday Bloom, we are excited about making disciples who impact the city and nations. We hope that you enjoy today's message. Today, we're ending off our series um, about five ways to rule in life. Now, here's the thing, right? Who of you guys in the past few weeks have started ruling over those things? Let's quickly see by a show of hands. Maybe the things, just to quickly go through them, is this, um, living under God's rule, understanding that if I'm under God's rule, that allows me to rule things. You see, if I only try and rule over my life, the only thing I will rule is my life, not the other things around me. Uh, week two, we spoke about living in God's rest, remembering that you know the opposite of rest isn't work. The opposite of rest is restlessness. So in our work, we can still experience God's rest. We even spoke about being connected to others. We actually start thriving in our lives when we live together, when we work together, when we journey together. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And um, last week, we spoke about this thing, boundaries. How to actually have healthy boundaries that are, are building you up and building up the world around you. So quickly, a show of hands. Has something changed in your life, maybe just in the past few weeks, of any one of these topics? Let's quickly put them up high. Come on, don't be shy. Shyness is out of the room today, right? And here's the thing. God created us to live like that. And today we're talking about this one thing, the last thing. And for me, this is like a massive thing in my life, and I love sharing this. It's actually living in generosity, is that when we start thriving in life, when we start living in this space where we actually start ruling in life, how are you ruling in life through your generosity? Generosity creates a space where you can start ruling. And the best picture of this is, trying to figure out where the challenge is, is your lunch. So who of you guys, you know, grew up in your mom or your dad or whoever packed a lunch for you? Anyone, right? Maybe you're like me, a hostel kid, you always stole the other guy's lunch. I did that. I used to go through, like, I knew who had what on what day. That's how good I was at, like, I knew that family had that pizza on Thursday night, so Friday morning I'm having pizza. That's, that's how it worked. I was not a Christian back then. But anyway, but I mean, sometimes you'll get a lacquer lunch, right? You have the pizza from last night, or you'll have, like, some braai place left over. Or, like, your mom used to pack something special in, like, you know, Easter egg, because it wasn't Easter because it's too expensive. It was after Easter, and there was a special... <laughs> right? But then your friend comes to you and he says these words, can I have some? Yes, I like it. <laughs> and it's like the special lunch. It's not just like a Marmite Bruiki. <laughs> and you look at it and what do you start doing? You start counting the pieces. Well, there's two and a half. If I cut that one in half and I do this and I, we start negotiating what we have. We start looking at what we have and we think, yo, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it to second break? Or am I going to make it to the end of the day? Or... And I wonder if that hasn't translated into our lives. Translated into a place that when someone comes to us and says, hey, can I have a piece? Hey, can you help me? Hey, can you give? That we go, oh, let me, let me quickly look at what I've got. You know, I don't know if this is going to be enough. I don't, I don't know if I'll have enough. How can I give more? You see, what this is called, very simply put, is a scarcity mindset. A scarcity mindset. Scarcity mindset will always tell you, I only have this much. I only have this much time or, or this much money or, or these many talents. I only have this much intelligence or whatever the resource is. 
I only have this much and I need to get by with what I have. And the problem with that is, is that we're so focused on what we have or what we don't have and what that God can actually bring out in generosity. So let me explain it like this. In your life at the moment, just hear me out. In your life at the moment, have you maybe been checking the bank account, your banking app, or your calendar more than you've actually been checking in with God? Maybe be running to, oh, there's a problem. Oh, let me go see what the bank statement says. Let me go look at the savings. You know, there's, oh, do you, you know, can I have a coffee this week? Can, we do, can you help me with this? Oh, let me see if my calendar allows it. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Boundaries are beautiful. Boundaries bring life. But today, I want to challenge your boundary a little bit. <laughs> I want to ask the question, are your boundaries generous as well? Because when they are, they start bringing life. They start bringing life to the world around you. Why is this a problem? Why is it a problem to live with a scarcity mindset? Well, here's it very simply put. Is that we're created to not live with a scarcity mindset. Genesis 1.26, God said, let us make man in our image. In the image of God. Is God generous? So what are we? Generous. He says, we were made in his image according to his likeness. And they will rule over the fish and the sea and the birds of the sky, the livestock. And what? Just a part of the world? Just my little world? The entire earth, the whole world. Every single thing, the crawly things, the spiders, let's rule over them by stepping on them. I'm joking, no, probably not. <laughs> but here's the thing, we are created to rule. And, and in my mind, I'm thinking... Why, why do we put these limits to these things? Maybe if I can ask this question, why are our finances and our times telling us how generous we can be? Because if we start doing that, if, if we think about generosity and the first thing we run to is how much do I have, what can I do, I'm unsure, I don't think I can, that means our finances and our calendar is telling us how generous we can be. And I wonder, shouldn't we ask the question rather, God, <laughs> How generous can I be? How generous can you make these things in my life? Why? Because scarcity will always say, or always ask the question, what don't I have? But generosity will always say, what can I give? What can I live outwardly to? And, and here's the thing. Today, if we tackle these two things, man, it's going to be so amazing. If we can tackle the question or this thing, understanding that scarcity living is not God's intention for my life, but also generosity is where I can really start living life to the full. Start living life to the fullness that God has for me. And it starts with this. The five ways to rule in generosity. You guys ready? Because there's five weeks, so I had to make five ways. All right. You guys got extra. Usually it's almost three points. I know Lorraine does the three-point thing, right? I'm giving you two special ones, yeah? free of charge. The other week, he must only had two points. So this is just a yeah, value for money moment. <laughs> and the first one is this. Plan your spontaneous generosity. Planning spontaneous generosity. A little bit of an oxymoron, right? A little bit of a moment like, what is this thing? How do I do it? You see, the word tells us, that, or the world tells us, around us, if I am generous, I will have less. If I give away, I'm going to have less in my pocket. So let me rather not, let me save up, let me do the logical things and start saving and, and looking what I can build because, you know, retirement one day, you know, my car's going to break, all these different things. But here's the thing, it's not the truth. 
is the world tells us to have a scarcity mindset. And it's in, the, it's in the lips of everyone around us, right? Everyone says this. Everyone says this. Because when you walk to someone and you ask them, how are you doing? You can hear the scarcity in the answer. I'm good, good. Busy, busy. But good. But, but I'm tired. But okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> are you fine? <laughs> That doesn't sound like someone says, oh man, I'm, I'm so excited. Yes, I have so much time for my family. I have so much time for my business. And yes, man, my time with God, oh, it's so full. Yes, man, I'm really, I'm experiencing God's blessing at this moment. And, and yes, can I tell you how much things I've been able to give people because of God's blessing? Do you hear the difference in the conversation? I'm fine. <laughs> it's because I still think we're trying to live in this mindset that it's about getting by. Romans 12 explains that. It says, do not be conformed to, the, to this world, but be transformed in the renewal of your mind. Don't conform to this way that the world thinks about finances, that the world thinks about your, your talents or your time. Don't, don't think about like how the world thinks about it. Ask the question, how does God see these things? How does God look at these things? Deuteronomy 15, man, I love this piece of scripture. When I read it, I just want to like, Give away everything I own, <laughs> right? <laughs> and my wife's like, no, no, Leafy, come on. <laughs> but here's the thing. It says this. Give freely and spontaneously. Don't, don't have a stingy heart. Stingy, that's a lack of word, right? The way you handle these matters triggers God. And God's blessing is in everything you do, in all works and all ventures. There are always going to be poor and needy people among you. So I command you. Always be generous. Open your purse and your hands. Give to your neighbors in trouble and, and your, poor, your poor and your um, hurting neighbors. And here's the thing about that, is that we can actually plan to be spontaneous. We can plan to be spontaneous with the things we have around us. You see, if you're like me, you're a, if, you're, if you're like me, you're a spontaneous person, right? I love being spontaneous. Uh, Donnell does not like that, right? It's always that moment where you go, oh, you, we're buying at this guy tonight. And then she's like, oh, my word. <laughs> Brain clutch moments. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you like being spontaneous, that is not a bad thing. But planning spontaneousness is even better. Because when you're spontaneous in planning, it's, it's saying these things. It's like, God, you know what? I have X amount of money that I can actually give away, it's in my hand. Let's go. Let's be spontaneous. I've planned it. But show me. Show me where to give it. Show me how to sow this thing. Example, just real quick. Um, myself and Danelle do this thing. It's, it doesn't make any investment logical sense. So don't, this is not, if you're like, if you're an investor or anything, you're going to be like, Brent, that's a dumb move. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I know. I do it. So when we got married, we had some money left over, and, and um, we thought, what are we going to do with this? And, and God challenged us to, to bless with this thing, but, but then he challenged us to give it as a blessing that will keep on giving. So we asked how in, in this whole picture, and, and eventually came up with this idea, we'll probably have a better idea in the future. But what we did is we took the amount of money. I have a friend of mine that does investments, and I said to him, easy equities, right? And I said to him, listen, here's an amount of money. I want you to use this or do what you want on the market with this thing, right? He's smart, he knows how, but I'll, I'm asking you one thing. Ask God what you should do with it. Just go for it. And he started asking God, and as he was busy with it, um, this thing grew, right? And at the end of every year, what we do is we put in an amount again 
to like, you know, build it, which makes sense. But the amount it grew with in that year, we give it away. We take it out. And you're saying, but Brent, keep it in because it's going to grow and, you know, compound interest. I'm like, I hear you, I hear you. But here's the thing. Imagine quickly in 20, 30 years from now, from this planning, that one day we can give this account over to our kids and say, here's a massive amount of money. This is not yours. This is God's. And you're going to invest in it. And whatever you make out of it, you're going to give away. You hear the gift that keeps on giving, the planning that actually sets you up to take it even further. That is planning to be spontaneous because at the end of every year, myself and Danelle take out whatever grew and um, with that amount, we say, we ask God, God, where? Where's the need? Let's go. <laughs> we're, we're keen. Let's do this thing. You see, there's something beautiful when we start doing that and it's not just money. It's our time and our, and our talents. Imagine for a moment we can plan our time. I say every day or every week, I have these hours or these two hours that I put out where I can start blessing someone. I'll bring to plant his grass on Saturday. That's why my hammy's burning right now. You know? Or like, yes, I have the skill. Let me put out this hour to go to this guy that I work with to teach him the skill instead of him trying to ask me the skill constantly. Or grow something in his life. Just be practical in that sense. And something really helped me this week that I heard um, at this leadership chat. It's talking about this. Make the circle smaller. Make your circle smaller. Maybe for a moment, go sit with your family and ask this question. You know, our circle, our needs, our lifestyle, all these things. How can we make it that we honor God in it, that we're good, that all our needs are met, and actually reduce the circle? How can we reduce the circle? And that's a hard conversation. Sit with your kids. Do you really need the Xbox? <laughs> Do you really need that thing? Do we need the Netflix subscription? Because we already have Disney Plus and this and Discovery and all the whatever. Do we really need those smoothies? <laughs> yes, we do. It's good for you. <laughs> but here's the question, is maybe make your circle smaller. Why? Because you're saying, God, you know what you've given us? We're okay with this. The excess, that's yours. This is also yours, but the excess, we can live with that. We can, we can give that away to people. We can be spontaneous in that living because I believe that is good stewardship. That is saying, God, you've blessed me, now I can bless. We're going to talk about that just now. Second thing is this, and this is the difficult one. There's good planning and good thing, but God also challenges us in another way. Give what you don't have. Give away what you don't have. And you say, Brent, but how do I give what I don't have? I said, I know, right? <laughs> it's difficult. You see, if generosity is a move of faith, then what is faith? 2 Corinthians 4 explains this, that we do not focus on what we see, what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary and what, unse what is unseen is eternal. When it comes to faith, it is an eternal move that we're making. Faith in, 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 in growing, and, and my question would be this, is your faith leaning on what your savings are or is your faith leaning on who God is? Because I believe this very simple thing about faith. If I have to boil it down, faith is a posture. That's all it is. Faith is a posture. Are you leaning in to God or are you leaning into something else? Because whatever you're leaning into, that is what's ruling over your life. If we're running to a bank statement, to a calendar, to a skill, to be our savior, <laughs> we're leaning maybe into the wrong place. You see, this is a beautiful picture of leaning. Is if I was to stand here <laughs> and lean on this, right? 
I'm pretty sure we'll be okay. And if I was to stand here and close my eyes and you tell me to lean, that's difficult. The unseen. You know, it's difficult to make that move because you're like, can I trust it? Do I know? I say, friends, this is the beautiful thing about giving in faith is that you don't know until you do it. You don't know until you experience it. So in the past month or so, myself and Danal just sharing this story, um, we had a bit of a challenge with, with a few financial things. And, and one of the things is we had this big debit order that's been going off for studies and a bunch of different stuff. And we've been like trusting God. We're like, okay, you know, and God has provided until now. We still had two months left and we're like, oh, how are we gonna do this? And we went to go sit in classic, you know, male brain. I went to go sit and I said, okay, here's what we're getting in. Here's all the debit orders, everything. We were like, good. We were okay. Like we had money left in the bank. Not a lot, but enough. And, and I'm like, this is good. We can make the debit orders go off. We're okay. And then I had a conversation with God. And I said, God, I want to live generously, but at the moment I'm fearing, I'm, I'm living in the scarcity thing of we're just okay the whole time. And then God challenged me. He said, Brent, when you're in a difficult season, you sow your way out of a difficult season. You don't save your way out of a difficult season. And I was like, don't say that. <laughs> and he said, Brent, I want, this month I want you to give away more. And I literally, I'm like, in my, I can't. There's no, the debit order won't go off. That's how it works. And I'm like, God, come on, don't you see? And he says, give away more. So myself and Danielle prayed, and it was a difficult conversation. And so we decided to give away more amount that... If the debit was go off, we're, you know, stuffed. <laughs> and I kid you not, the day before debit orders go off, someone paid an amount into our bank account that was enough for that big debit order to go off, and we had more than what we bargained for. And here's the thing. Why did we take that move? Because with that statement, we're saying, God, we're leaning into you and not into what things provide, but what you provide. We're leaning into you. We're leaning into your truth and who you are. See, scarcity mindset says that I don't have enough. I can't give it away. The debit orders will, it won't go off. But generosity says, give it away. Focus on God and not my finances. In our time, it's exactly the same thing. Are you giving it? Are you sowing it into the right place? Because here's the thing. I guess we can all sow a bit more. We can sow good things. But if we do not sow it into what God, who God is, we may be missing it. We may be missing it that, that when we start sowing the things into God, that's good stewardship. And when we start sowing it into those things, in, into the thing that God is, man, whew, there's so much freedom in that. There's so much freedom in that life because I know that my, my <laughs> even working at the church, like, it's not a said done deal. One day I might not have a job. One day Danelle won't have a job. One day we might struggle. One day we might lose this. One day the car will break. One day this will happen. Those things are all temporary, but the unseen, God himself, it's eternal. And I want to put my faith in someone that is eternal, not someone that is temporary. Third point is this. People love free stuff. Anyone? Who loves free stuff? I mean, free stuff's the best. If you're at a thing and they're like, oh, we're giving away T-shirts, what do people start doing? Wah! Over here, give me the free T-shirt. Like, it, it's amazing. Like, you guys love the free, you know, 
they're rusks right now. People are going at it. I saw some of you take more than two, I'm just saying. We'll pray for you. But we love free stuff. Why? Because it opens up people's hearts. It opens up people's hearts. Scarcity says, I'm going to hoard what I have, because when I hoard what I have, you know, I'm looking after myself. But, but the problem with that is that people around you will never start experiencing blessing. But generosity says, give what you have, and people around you will experience love, maybe even for the first time. Matthew 5, 16 says these beautiful words. It says, keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you're prompting people to open up to God. He's generous father, or this generous father in heaven. See, in the beginning of this year, um, myself and Danelle were um, uh, going through a journey, and I was going through a journey in my heart around generosity and, and people and a bunch of different things. And there was this moment that classic, our car, <laughs> I struggled again, but I had to put new tires on the car. Anyone? Like the most expensive job in this world, putting tires on the car, right? Like if I stop working at church, I'll be a tire salesman. I think that's, that's the next best thing. But putting brand new tires on the car, and I remember I'm like waiting. Do you know what's the most frustrating thing in the world? Waiting for your tires to be put on the car. Like it takes forever. I don't know if it's just me. Right? I was restless. <laughs> and um, as I'm waiting, I decided, you know what? I'm just going to walk down the street a bit, get my steps in, and uh, check out these car dealerships, check out some cars that I can't afford and lacquer. And then I, I started walking down there, and there's this lady. And God prompts on my heart. He says, be generous with this lady. And I'm like, ooh, okay. So I open up my wallet, and, you know, it's that moment where you, like, open up your wallet, and you're like, so I hope I have, like, a 10 rand note. <laughs> 200 rand notes would suck right now. And, and I open it up, and <laughs> I was just joking, I was just joking. But, and I open up my wallet, and what, yeah, there's only 20 bucks in there, so I'm like, okay, good. This is literally what I was thinking. And I walked up to this lady, and we started talking, and I said to her, it was like COVID times, it was like still wearing masks moment. And um, I have this conversation with her, and we start speaking, speak a little bit about God, and I said, you know what, God actually sent me here, and he told me to give you this, so here's some money. And this lady started crying, and I'm like, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> and she told me, this morning she was praying, and she was asking God, God, it feels like you don't see me anymore. And she said, will you please come show me that you notice me, that you see me? And a little 20 rand note, that step is what opened up her heart to see God again, to know that God sees her, that God loves her. Man, that's the best 20 rand note I've ever spent in my life. Why? Because it transformed someone's heart. Guys, our generous giving can transform people's lives forever. Even if it takes a moment where they say, wow, I see God. I see him. He notices me. He loves me. That is why we're generous. We keep an open house because it'll prompt people to get closer to God. Fourth one is this. The statement you've heard many times as a Christian. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Huh? You hear it on statuses, you know, on people's walls. In the, blessed to be a blessing. In the Tunny's garden next to love, faith, and hope, right? There's always a blessed to be a blessing. What does it mean, blessed to be a blessing? What is the, the thought pattern behind it? Why, why do we say this? Proverbs 11 explains it so well. It says, one person gives freely and yet gains more, and the other withholds his, what is right. It's right to do that. But he says he only becomes poor. He says a generous person will be enriched and he'll be the one that drinks water and receives water. 
here's a big thing. If I start living in the space where understanding that I'm blessed, that I can be a blessing, it's actually enriching to me. I always thought that, that this is some other holy investment scheme, right? I give to God and he gives to me and then I have more money in my pocket. I'm like, good return, right? This makes sense. That's not the point. Giving, tithing, being generous, those things, it's not the point to try and get something back. It's actually that we become more blessed so that we can bless more. Enriching is not just about, you know, receiving more finances, but it's understanding that we become generous with those things. Let me explain it in this sense. If I was to give you 100 rand and I said to you, take this 100 rand and be generous with it. Go be generous to the people around you with it. But you take that 100 rand and you spend it on yourself. First of all, <laughs> fail, <laughs> joke. But, but what happens the next time I give you money? Do you think I want to give you 100 bucks? I'll probably give you 80 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you need to learn. But the thing is, if I'm investing in something and it's bringing the return I want, right? Generosity, people being blessed. What am I going to do? I'm going to invest more. That's good sowing. That's good stewardship. So maybe God gives you 100 bucks and you start being generous with it. Then he gives you 1,000 bucks and you're generous with it. And he gives you 10,000 rand and you're more generous with it. You see, our blessing isn't just for us. It is for the world around us. It is for us to be a blessing to other people around us. Scarcity will say, let me build up my riches so that I can have safety, so that I can be safe. But generosity says, my riches is in the one who has everything. So let me build my safety in him. Let me put it in him. Let me give it away. Matthew 16 explains this. He says, whoever tries to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life will find it what does this person benefit if the person gains the entire world yet loses his life friends it's not about gaining it's not about the toys <laughs> it's not about the stuff it's about the stories it's about gaining god not things there's a guy that said it so well in this week. I just heard it, but it says you've got to let it flow. You've got to let it flow because still standing water gets mucky and weird, but a river brings life. It's fresh. It's good. You've got to let it flow. Don't allow this thing to bottle up in your life, but allow it to flow. Last thing, very important thing, and then we're going to end off with a bit of a challenge, is this. Generosity is who we are. Or as I say in the free state, it, who, it is who I is. Right? For some of you, you're like, oh yeah, it makes sense now. Okay. Right? But it's who we are. Jesus explains this at the end of the, the Beatitudes. He, he says these words. He says this. He says in Matthew 5, 48, he says, in a word, I'm saying this. Grow up. Sure. <laughs> Grow up. You are kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others. And that is the way live, because that is the way God lives towards you. Why can we be generous? Because of Jesus, the most generous act that he's given, he's given his entire life. Who are we to keep it away, our lives away from him? See, if the king of the universe can be so generous to a point where he gives everything he is, who are we to keep that away from him? 
we are to step out and be generous. We are to step out and not keep to ourselves, but to actually push things closer to him. Why? Because let me remind you really quick of what we read in the beginning. Genesis 1.26, it says that we are made in his image. We are made in his image and his likeness so that we can rule. Guys, being generous is the way you rule life. That's the way you say finances, time, talents. You don't have control over me. God has control and now I have control over you. I'm gonna tell you what to do. God's gonna bring the blessing. God's gonna bring the time. God's gonna bring those things because my faith is in him when we live in that freedom. So let me end with this question and then we're gonna take a minute or two just to quickly chat to one another. I wanna ask you this question. Do you want more stuff or do you want more stories? We can have a garage full of playthings. We can have a massive house. We can have stuff. But today's treasures are tomorrow's junk. But stories, man, those are the things that we're going to carry our entire lives. Those are the things that people are going to tell for decades to come. Do you want more stuff or do you want more stories? Because friends, 10 years from now, myself and Donal won't even remember the amounts that God has helped us with. 20 years from now, we won't know where the thing came from. But the one thing we'll know, we'll know that when we press into God, so much freedom in that. God creates us generous so that we can live free. So how do you start making more stories? In three very simple places. Number one, your time. How can you be generous with your time with your friends, your family, your granny, maybe sitting alone in an old age home? That one person that you said, I'm gonna bribe with you this year, but you never got to it. Is maybe plan an hour or two of your weekend and start spending time with it. There's a church leader that does this. He says he, in his calendar, he, he puts an hour or two out in the week and then he'd actually walk around and ask guys, how are you doing? Where are you? Are you doing well? Second thing is your treasures. How can you bless someone? Because you've been blessed. You've been blessed with a talent. How can you bless someone with it? Maybe helping out that guy financially with his finances, saying, you know what, let me help you put up a better structure. Let me step in the space for you and actually help you out with that, with that challenge you have. Third place is um, your treasures. How can you actually bless someone with something they don't have? How can you step out to say, God, this thing in my life is a big treasure. If there's something in your life that you're thinking, Brent, there's no way I can give that away. I wanna challenge you today, give it away. Because that thing has become your God. <laughs> That thing's ruling over you. It's time for you to start ruling over it. And if you ask this question, I can't, if you say this statement, Brent, I can't afford this, I'm gonna tell you, you're 100% correct. You can't afford it, but God can. He can afford it. So is, it, is your life built around what you can afford? Or is it built around what God can afford? So let's end off with this lacquer fun question. I want you for two minutes just to turn to the person next to you all right, and I want you to tell them this one thing or ask them this one thing. What time, treasure, or talent am I going to be more generous with tomorrow? Tomorrow morning, not later, not this week, not next year, not New Year's resolution. Tomorrow morning, and what is my first step? Maybe it's planning. Maybe it's saying, God, you know what, there's this. I need to go make my circle smaller so that we can bless more. What is the next step for you in this journey? Can I pray for you, and then we're gonna have a conversation. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you today that we can just bless 
um, the world around us because we are blessed. I pray as we're gonna just have a good conversation now, Father God, that we can just look with a sober mind, with an open mind, with a faithful heart towards these things, saying, God, you have blessed us. We are filled with your goodness. Wherever we are, we are filled with you. And Lord, we pray that in this next conversation that you will come and open up our hearts to say, let us not think scarcity, but let us think generosity. Let's live with an open heart and an open house. Father God, let us live fully. And may this next conversation really challenge our hearts. Amen? Amen. We're going to give you a minute or so um, just to turn to the person next to you and then to quickly have a conversation. Thank you for listening to this week's message. Make sure that you get connected to this family on mission by joining us at one of our Sunday services.